Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Over 10 years ago, Chloe Dusser came to Calgary from Montreal for a two-month work term in finance. She fell in love with our city, left her job, and started a children's yoga studio. That led her to opening a child care center called We Wild Ones, which turned into three centers with three more locations set to open this year. With over 150 educators caring for over 900 children daily, We Wild Ones has won many business awards, including Best Workplace, Alberta Business Leader, and Emerging Leader. Chloe joins us this morning to talk about how We Wild Ones, it's a good tongue twister, (laughs) is different from other childcare centers and how the company is supporting children outside of the business through its foundation as well. Good morning, Chloe. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, David. Good morning, Tara. <laughs> so, Chloe, let's start with the name. Mm-hmm. Um, we Wild Ones. Now, how did you come up with the name? And, and the other thing, that when, when I saw the name, I was trying to go back in time. My kids are older yes. now. I was, and I go, do I want to send my kids to a wild place that they come home after work, <laughs> <laughs> at like afternoon completely wild? They're wild enough when they're born. So, Oh, but if they have a place to be wild <laughs> yes. and then they get home, that's when they sleep oh, so and they follow just... instructions <laughs> and they go to bed on time. Oh. That makes that makes great sense to me. So, so your role is to get them tired. Oh, yeah. We love just letting them be kids. So we how let... did you get come up with the name? Um, so, we, I mean, your typical scratch paper, just writing all the words I, I liked and sort of what we stand for. So it's a play on words of like, we, the wild ones, and then we with the two E's of like little, um, so little wild ones, um, we wild ones. So, but yeah, it just sort of happened. I wasn't, I didn't love the name, but I needed a name to kind of just get the ball rolling. So I used that and then it, it stuck. The kids love it. They think mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Uh, so how did you go from finance when you moved to mm-hmm. Calgary to children's yoga? I Well, first I fell in love with Calgary. So I was right. here for an oil and gas project. And I remember it was it was around like the stampede time and the, the flood had just happened. Mm-hmm. And um, just seeing how the city just comes together and has fun and everybody, no matter who you are, uh, participates. Um, and then the sunshine. Right. That yes. just really, that was like the, the final um, selling point was, I don't think I've ever been anywhere where it's so sunny and blue skies. Um, and so you didn't consider Vancouver? <laughs> no, I've been to Vancouver. I've spent lots of time in Vancouver and <laughs> yes, no yeah. way. There's something about these big blue open yeah, skies. Yeah, and the there. sunshine and, um, and then also the business culture. So I always wanted to own a business. I've always been like quite drawn towards um, entrepreneurial ventures and whatnot. Um, and having spent time in Montreal and Toronto and, and Vancouver um, in those recent years leading up to it, I felt, and even all over the world because I was traveling a lot for work um, and really getting to explore different business markets. And I felt in Calgary that um, there was just a really healthy, straightforward business culture. And anybody can show up in Calgary and start something. And Mm -hmm. it's not about who Mm -hmm. you are, where you're from, um, what your last name is. It's really, are you doing a good job? And are you 
you know, a straightforward transaction. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really, really value that. Um, And it impressed me all of the sort of markets that we have where everyone is really an entrepreneur. I think everyone's got a little side passion project. Um, And so, yeah, that was sort of a catalyst into um, starting volunteering and, and working with children. And then eventually the parents were like, can you pick them up at school and teach yoga? And Okay. Throw a snack in there. <laughs> oh, so that's how that transition yeah, it was happened. A very, very organic um, transition, and I'm definitely a, a yes. Let's do like yeah, that sounds fun. And so at the time, I was well, I was walking to the school. Um, I had like 25 kids I was picking up, and it was just me and my dog, and we would walk back and. You would see us in Bridgeland walk uh, down the main road and then come back and have muffins and do yoga and go to the park um, until childcare licensing said, you need a license for this. Right. <laughs> and then you knew you can charge them for, you can charge them for that. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, anymore. okay. Yeah. And then, but they were so great because they really worked with me because they realized childcare 10 years ago, the government was not involved in childcare. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a hot topic. It was just sort of like every family for their own And so families really had to problem solve and find solutions. Um, And I'd say our business came out of solving a problem and then also seeing what the community really, really wanted and needed. Do you think that the current, you know, let's call it the old education system, as we know it is becoming obsolete and we have to change to something like we want or, or we wild or others? In a sense, I, I think I respect every different family's culture and um sort of vision of how they want to raise their children. Um, but I, what we really foster is giving an opportunity for children to be children and for families to be families and work. Because <laughs> that's really, and to be adults. And that, you know, don't worry about your kids. And when you pick them up, they're going to be exhausted, but they're going to be happy and they're going to be well-fed. And they're also, we're raising future citizens. So when you come to We Wild Ones, um, we will support your family in sort of tackling some of the harder subjects or, you know, let's talk about climate change in the classroom with, with a bunch of preschoolers because it doesn't matter to them. Like they do genuinely care and a lot of families don't really know how to do it. And, um, and it can be overwhelming. Um, and so it's really making everything approachable and it's all part of raising a family and a healthy family that's not And so our kids, for instance, we don't have any single-use items in our childcare centers. Um, so everything, we have hand towels, like cloth hand towels. And, um, and so all, everyone engages in like, oh, we're out of cloth hand towels. We're going to go get some clean ones and bring the dirty ones to the laundry room. We cloth diaper all of our babies. Um, it's a totally hassle-free, like I understand that families do not want to take on cloth diapering. I get that. But as a center level, when we've got 60 babies in diapers and it's just one load of laundry a day versus three garbage bags of diapers, it makes sense for us. And we'll put your baby in the disposable diaper when you pick them up. And that's no problem, judgment-free. But when they're here, we're going to reduce the impact mm. and the carbon footprint um, and reduce the burden of you know, what it can feel to be like, oh my God, and I've got to fight climate change now. <laughs> right. And, and you also tackle the nutrition side of things yes. too, right? So tell me about the kind of food that you serve the kids. Yeah. So we are vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm out. And no, but listen, it is not, and it is not because we're against meat. I love Alberta beef. Childcare centers in Alberta do not feed their kids Alberta beef. 
So, right. So that's that's the only point we're saying is like I believe in good quality meat, and if you can't provide that, then don't provide it at all. Because when you provide the low quality meat produce, it's super detrimental. It's super unhealthy. You're talking and about like processed, yes. types processed, of meat. yeah. Um, you know, or or you know, not run in facilities that are necessarily as you know, environmentally or um, animal friendly or whatnot. Um, but I, I definitely support the beef industry. We're not meat shamers. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we're just talking about healthy produce. And the reality is, is we can get, you know, good quality legumes and, and beans and um, fruits and vegetables and eggs. Um, I would love to get rid of milk, but we're not there yet. <laughs> hey, do, you, do you see the kids influence their families when they go home that they want to eat the same as they eat? At well, the beauty the of the beauty of like peer pressure is like when everybody else is even eating lentil stew, you're probably going to eat it too, right? You know, They're probably willing to try <laughs> things yes. with you that they wouldn't yes. at home. You know, I raise children at home too, and I, I know how hard it can be um, to get them to eat their fruits and vegetables. But if they're in a setting um, where everybody else is doing it, especially their peers, um, they'll eat their fruits and vegetables, and then they can go home and they can. You know, families don't need all of that pressure of you know I got to make sure they're <laughs> having their mm-hmm. five food groups and all the healthy meals and all of that. Like, well, we're doing the best we can. Um, so, so yeah, we really enjoy that. Our guest this morning is Chloe Dusser, CEO and founder of We Wild Ones and Wilder Futures. And mm-hmm. Chloe, we have to take a commercial break. Okay. We'll be back after the commercial. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with Chloe Dusser, the CEO and founder of We Wild Ones Child Care Centers and Wilder Futures. I think it's really cool that you got into a business that you had no prior experience with and didn't know anything about. Where'd you get the strength to do that? I love children. Um, I've always, I dreamed of being a teacher when I was younger. And then I loved babysitting and being around kiddos. And then obviously, as you get older, your interests change. And so I veered into business and economics and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I genuinely enjoy being around kids um, and celebrating what makes them happy. And what is, you know, childish and um, what is fun, such as getting messy and dirty and chaotic and loud. Um, so, yeah, it feels it just feels like very natural. Obviously, nowadays, I'm not in my classrooms and whatnot, mm-hmm. but um, it's still when we open new centers, we always think from the child's perspective. Everything we put in the room is what what would it mean to a child? We don't really decorate. Mm-hmm. We leave that up to the children that'll come into the space because everything needs to mean something for them. So, Well, you know, there are a lot of people out there right now probably thinking, I want to start a business. Mm-hmm. I have an idea, but I don't have any experience in that. I've never run a business before. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm I'm not qualified. 
to do that. And it's been shown women in particular are that way where they don't want to start to jump off a cliff until they feel like they're 100% prepared and ready to do so. So what took you to that spot without really having all the background? I'm, I think you first have to decide why you're doing it. Like if, if you, um, because you have to be willing to lose it all. So every day we make, because there's so much risk involved with opening a business Mm -hmm. and you can't spend your time stressing about maintaining your lifestyle or, um, the fear of losing it all that that will consume you and take you away from your business, and I think isn't it is a, li- a little bit easier said than done not to stress over your business? Yes, for sure. But I think so. When I left my job, I was you know working a, a really great job. I had a I have an under I have a graduate degree in finance, and you know this was the job that my parents were proud of and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, making good money, uh, making good right? money, benefits. benefits, and and then I quit and I rented a room uh, from someone in Calgary and slept on an air mattress. And I knew I have no job, <laughs> I have no furniture because I've been working abroad for so long. And it was that like start from the beginning. And I went back to retail. So I had worked at Holt Renfrew throughout university, um, and I was like, "Okay, I'm in this brand new city. I don't know anybody. How do you make friends?" through work. Um, I don't want to get a job that I've typically had before. And I love retail and I love selling. So I'm going to go back into retail. So I went back to Whole Renfrew um, and I hadn't worked there since university. And it was, it was mm-hmm. very um, like different. Obviously you're, you're back to, to where, square you know, one. <laughs> back to square one. That's really what it felt like. But it also felt um, really empowering. Like I am not afraid to go from, you know, my identity is not, um, attached to my present success. And, um, and so I've always sort of approached business like that. And when we take a risk of like the worst, I always tell myself the worst thing is cancer. Everything else is fine. And that's really what helped me through COVID. Um, of thinking, you know what, if I end up losing it all and I have to restart, then like, I'll do it. That's not the end of the world. I'm not going to sit here and freak out about it Mm. Um, because that takes away from the problem solving and that's really and you have to spend a lot of money when you start a business yes (laughs) and I don't think people understand or realize you got to get comfortable with spending money and it's going to feel you know oh but we're not making money but it takes money to 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 make money and it takes spending money to make money that's why it's called return on investment Yes, yes. Well, and but you're set, you also need to accept that your return on investment might take some time and you need, you know, and there there comes a bit of humbling with that. So, Chloe, uh, Tara, the opening remarks said that you have already three locations and three new ones Mm -hmm. to open this year. How do you keep your mission, vision, the core values when you grow? Because we see a lot of companies that struggle with growth. Uh, we've definitely like evolved them so that they're more concise and clear and more digestible. Um, and but it's in everything that we do. Um, it's in our decision making process for for every decision that we make. Um, so obviously, I don't get to work with every individual person, but I know that any everyone who does um, knows how we make a decision. And then when there is hiccups, we can go back to the drawing board of like, was that done? You know, did did we live into our values but obviously 
there's times when we're not living into our values. When you kind of get to that, okay, we missed our values or we, when you catch yourself in that, how do you kind of go back? Well, definitely you have that moment of like, okay, well, you know, we always say we're not the best. We are not the best at what we do. Like we have so much to learn and we are still learning and we are trying our best and we want to be the best. But especially in a in a industry like childcare where you're dealing with you are taking care of the most valuable, priceless I don't want to say possession <laughs> that someone will ever have. Like there's Priceless no, is right. <laughs> there is no value or price to put on it. No. And the trust we ask from families, there's no price. We can't write a contract long enough for that. Um, and it's a very, as much as it's a business, there's so much more to it. Um, and so that, from a culture standpoint, that's really what we try to drive into and and obviously like we always need contract and liability protection and all of that but when you but we don't lead with that because at the end of the day every family is unique and has unique needs and every child is unique with the educators you have 150 and I know you said you can't work with everybody one on one but mm-hmm. this is kind of related to the values yeah what are you looking for in those educators? How are your educators different from other child care centers? What do you look for in those people? Genuine kindness um, and that you are focused on the well-being of others, that you lead with how does it make everyone, how does everyone feel good or benefit, that there's not a sense of, I need, this is what I need. I need to feel good. Um, Like self-preservation, like when we see people that are very sort of focused on how it benefits them or what not to be in childcare, you need an an outward focus. You need to be focusing on, you know, how how are we going to ensure that everyone gets what they need and, um, and celebrate being the provider or the fulfiller of that need that finds intrinsic joy in caring for others. Do you look for that nourishing? And you Mm -hmm. had talked earlier about how you want kids to be kids. Yes. And so what does that mean at We We Wild Ones? Well, going back to the educator um, sort of profile we look for is to not be overwhelmed with the mess and the chaos to celebrate it. Right. That this is not, we're not about control. You are not failing if there's paint on the walls or pasta all over the floor <laughs> or like that is well, kind of a, what like a house em- looks like yeah, yeah, yeah but like embrace it mm-hmm. and to not focus on controlling children and more on like give them the space and have fun in it um because energy is you know so present especially with children they feed off of it and um so so really having that comfort and confidence in what may be chaotic to others, but for us is actually a very successful work environment. So Chloe, for parents that uh, want their kids to come back tired and to go yes. back, back, uh, to bed on time, where, where do they look? What do, where, do can, where they can get information about? Yeah, I mean, our website, um, we are opening three locations. So those will um, have space and are open for registration. Our other locations... Um, you know, the childcare industry as a whole is under so much pressure and there is a shortage in childcare spots. Um, so we 
right, are not taking registration for our other locations. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and that's a reality across the board. That's, that's a, the, the downfall. And how we don't feel successful is until the need is met. Um, so we, wewildones.com? wewildones-yyc.com okay and you can also find out more information on that website about wilder futures and uh, you do a lot uh, mm-hmm. with your nonprofit foundation to help kids in in the city who are maybe have having some challenges mm-hmm. through children's cottage and whatever so sorry we we'd love to go no. into that we don't have time for it now but if people would like to they can check that out on your website see Chloe Desser, the CEO and founder of We Wild Ones Child Care Centers and Wilder Futures. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. 